In Mark chapter 6, Jesus had been hoping to get some time away with his apostles, yet a crowd of several thousand anticipated where they were going and took them there, leading to Jesus spending even more time teaching and healing and eventually even compassionately and miraculously feeding a crowd of 5,000 men with just five loaves of bread and two fish. Yet it was still enough that they were all not only satisfied, but there were 12 baskets of scraps left over. Then in Mark chapter 6 and verse 45, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painful for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them. And the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded. For they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was and wherever he came, in villages, cities, or countryside. They laid the sick in the marketplaces and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. As we come to know Jesus, one of the things that we can't help but notice about is that here is somebody completely devoted to prayer. You see, prayer for Jesus wasn't a command to be kept. It wasn't one of many activities to do. Prayer is where he received life to its fullest, where he got closest to God his Father, so much so that even after a long, exhausting day, Jesus made it a priority to pray because that is where he would experience rest. That is where he would experience restoration. That is where the Father would provide him with exactly what he needed to keep going to keep living life, doing his will each day, to keep showing compassion to those who were hurting. So it was that long after everyone else had gone to bed, Jesus made prayer a priority. And as you and I seek to follow, as we try to help as many people as we can, as we try to show compassion and mercy to those around us in need, there's a lesson that we need to learn from that. We need similar devotion to prayer if we're going to keep going. Because otherwise, as his disciples show here, we will only make headway painful. You see, while Jesus was praying, his disciples had been rowing all night. And now it was early morning, probably between 3 to 6 a.m., and they were still struggling. In fact, they were even starting to despair a bit. So it was that Jesus had intended to walk by them on the water. Yet, another miracle. And his intention had been to pass by, likely wanting to give them another glimpse at how glorious he was, giving them another clue to his divine identity, something to draw them nearer, to help them understand. Yet in their exhausted, frightened state, it didn't do that. It only scared them more. But what did Jesus do? 
even though it was hard-heartedness that caused them to fail to recognize who Jesus was in that moment and overall was God's son. He still veered off course to join them in the boat, to calm the winds, to give them relief from their fears. Because that's who Jesus is. That's what Jesus' devotion to God, his devotion to prayer, allowed him to be able to do, even when things weren't going according to plan, even when people were hard-headed and hard-hearted. He had what he needed from God to meet them where they were and bring reassurance, bring comfort, bring peace. Now, recall, as we started this passage, Jesus was intending to get to Bethsaida, but as a result of the storm, they found themselves at Gennesaret instead, and almost immediately, word spread that Jesus was there. So everywhere they went, cities, villages, or countryside, there were people flocking to be healed, and Jesus healed them, because that's what God had made him able to do. Anywhere there were people hurt, anywhere there were people who realized that even just if they could touch the fringe of his garments, they'd be made well, then Jesus did that, and he made them well. There's a lesson in that for us, too, because sometimes you and I are struggling to make headway. Sometimes you and I are getting pulled so many different directions, and we're exhausted. Sometimes you and I come to Jesus, but really it's only to meet our needs. And for Jesus, that's at least a starting point. Jesus will meet us there. And even in those times in our lives where we're hard-headed, where we're hard-hearted, where we don't fully understand who he is or what it is that he's here to do, he'll still meet us. He will still help to bring calm to our storms. He will still help to make us well if we'll just reach out and grab onto him. And he'll trust that the more we spend time with him, the more we come to know him, the more we learn to be like him, to follow him and how he lives each day, then we'll be transformed too. So as you get this glimpse of Jesus and his compassion as you get this glimpse of Jesus and his great devotion to God and his devotion to prayer. See how you might grasp on to him just a little bit more tightly. Because as you know him better, as you follow him closer, he can help you be made well too.